Our sponsor today is GAPS. GAPS brings water remediation and soil amendments to the agricultural businesses of Ontario, Canada. Phosphorus runoff is a big deal. This company coordinates and facilitates grant-based projects that are built to test new phosphorus removal products on an ongoing basis. GAPS provides these successful R&D products in their toolbox of solutions and are sold to the producer, golf course, and municipalities. Their goal is to help build better soil and to manage water without the use of chemicals. Visit GAPS at gapsontario.com or visit their link in the show notes. Hi, and welcome to the North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. My guest today is from Dallas, Texas. He grew up on his family farm in Idaho and was inspired by the autonomous driving software on his father's tractors. And that triggered an interest in robotics and AI. Today, he's the founder and CEO of Seeker Technologies, a tech startup that builds artificial intelligence products for a variety of industries, including agriculture. So I'd like to welcome Cordell France. Welcome, Cordell, and thank you so much for being here. Chrissy, thank you for allowing me to be here, and thank you to your listeners. So can you tell me first about your background and your family farm? Sure, absolutely. So um, I grew up on a farm in Idaho, as you just uh, alluded to. Um, we primarily grow uh, wheat and potatoes. And um, <clears throat> my, uh, my father brought home some autonomous driving software. Well, he integrated that into most of our tractors uh, when I was a child, which kind of, um, as you spoke about, drove my interest in autonomy and robotics and artificial intelligence. Um, and it's, uh, you know, out of everything in my life, the farms taught me more than, you know, I could ever learn in, in, in school or, or anywhere else about uh, just, you know, uh, several different things. But um, I uh, decided to kind of give back in my own way. And we, we kind of uh, decided or we developed a lot of our artificial intelligence capabilities for agriculture um, to try to kind of modernize, you know, uh, a lot of the approaches to agriculture right now. Um, and so I, I work collaboratively with my father a lot and a lot of the people from our farm to kind of, uh, you know, bring forth those opportunities and those technologies. And I'm always grateful for the opportunity to go back and test some stuff and, and to work with them. That's so cool. So can you tell me how Seeker Technologies was born? Sure. So I actually, uh, I, I started off my career uh, in uh, uh, actually the, the Department of Defense. So um, I started working on autonomous systems in, in the Department of Defense. And uh, we, my colleague and I, when we first founded it, we uh, or before we founded it, uh, we were working on some computer vision software. So software that basically identifies patterns through cameras and can detect different things. And um, we, we saw that there was, you know, quite a bit of opportunity within several different industries uh, that were underutilizing artificial intelligence in, in uh, you know, to, to its potential, right? And they weren't quite utilizing it to its potential. And um, after doing some more, um, you know, coding, some more prototyping on our software, improving it in, in various ways, uh, we decided to leave those jobs and, and start Seeker. And it's been, um, you know, it's been fantastic ever since. Haven't looked back, had a lot of success in a, a few different industries, um, mostly in, in uh, pattern recognition and cameras and vision. And now we're, uh, we're, we're you know, focusing heavily, uh, almost primarily uh, on agriculture right now uh, to try to kind of uh, boost that industry a, a little bit and, and uh, move things forward in that regard. That's amazing. And, and so in what ways do you serve the ag industry? So more specifically. Sure. So right now uh, we have some products that are, are introducing AI into, well, not introducing, but um, are, are 
put integrating artificial intelligence more heavily into agriculture. And <clears throat> it's interesting because uh, we've had agriculture's had self steering, right, or you know, self driving quotes since the late '90s, and uh, we're just now seeing it in a consumer industry coming online uh, for you can actually purchase it in your cars. Now, granted, you know, self driving on a highway is a little bit more complex than self driving in a field, but nonetheless, it <clears throat> agriculture kind of pioneered that in some regard, and so it's interesting to just see how how that's kind of come full circle, but. Um, we, we particularly have noticed that, uh, you know, like, like defense and some aspects of medicine, that agriculture wasn't taking advantage of, of artificial intelligence to its full degree. And there's a lot of opportunities to help farmers cut costs, um, and, uh, in a variety of ways, whether that's through growing crops or predictive maintenance on equipment, um, or just better data analytics. That's where we're trying to focus right now. And, so uh, a couple of the products we are building right now are particularly on gaining more situational awareness and efficiency about crops um, and predictive disease or being more predictive towards, you know, what diseases you are, uh, a crop is, is uh, succumbed to or it's vulnerable to for a particular season, um, but also uh, being able to provide predictive maintenance on equipment for mm -hmm. tractors. So making sure that, you know, if if something, I mean, I, I've been a part of, uh, and my colleagues been a part of several instances where, uh, if we would have caught something in the field, you know, 10 minutes earlier, we could have saved two days worth of downtime or tearing an engine apart or, or something like that. And so being able to kind of try to predict these really heavy failures through our a suite of sensors that we developed, um, you know, try to help farmers kind of, uh, have better idea of, of the health of their equipment and try to save them some downtime um, is something we're, we're chasing right now to try to kind of, uh, you know, just increase productivity a lot more. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. And precision eggs impact on production has been so mind blowing. Uh, the choices and options that producers have to weigh when they're like, they're just as mind boggling. So what should producers be weighing back and forth when they're making these purchasing decisions? There's, it, it, there's a little bit of apprehension to kind of uh, utilize some of these newer technologies, right? So you kind of have to take mm -hmm. a leap of faith and, um, you know, integrating data is, is something new for, well, somewhat new to a, a lot of, you know, agronomists in, in some way or, or, or some form of another. It's really, you know, the farms don't have, a lot of farms don't have their own servers, right? Or they don't have to rely on a, a lot of, of, of heavy uh, data, cloud infrastructure or anything. Um, and not necessarily saying you need that, but um, considering, you know, how much power can be gathered from that data by having, you know, sensors at a more, uh, integrated level within your equipment is something I think that, that, you know, the advantages of what you can gain from that is something I think that farmers should consider. Um, because it's, it's, and it, it's kind of hard because it's, it's out of your workflow, right? It's not really something that, you know, you know, checking data and, and, and analytics and all this kind of things and, and, you know, getting responses from AI models that are saying, Hey, look at this. Uh, this is, there's, there's, we detected some signs that your equipment may malfunction in the near future. That's not something that I don't think, uh, um, agronomists and farmers are, are necessarily used to, at least to the level we're going to, but, um, what we're trying to do to try to really help them, uh, kind of to, to really help them be open to that rather is, is really explain to them the potential and explain to them, you know, how much money you can save, how it can benefit your crop, how it can increase your yield. Um, so that, uh, you know, they, they feel comfortable purchasing and they feel comfortable kind of integrating autonomy more into their workflow. That's cool. And how does AI help cut the cost of field visits, for example? So, um, I'm, I'll, 
I'll briefly describe one of the products that we build that uh, yeah. or we're, that we're building that to kind of help uh, explain this. But we have a suite of sensors that you post that you um, adhere to a piece of equipment, and it acts kind of like a nervous system for the equipment as it's traveling through the field. So uh, they're called accelerometers, and they basically sense they basically sense forces. Um, and there's a couple other sensors on there, but you basically put one at each uh, every couple feet with on an implement. So if you have a, a 36 foot wide implement or anything really any width uh, whatsoever, but uh, you and, and you put these sensors, you know, every couple of feet throughout there, they're constantly measuring forces going through the field. And so if you if you're detecting all of these stresses as the equipment is performing, you can basically say, OK, well, uh, you know, I see that the left wing of this potato marker has uh, received, you know, quite a few stresses because it's hit quite a few rocks. You know, you're going through. Uh, very, very, uh, you know, a, a field with a lot of lava rock, or you're going through just very tough dirt. Um, you know that one one part of the implement over the other uh, is likely, you know, going to have weaker welds, or it's going to start, it's it's going to fail before the others. So this is kind of the information we're trying to receive is by having this kind of nervous system on some of these um, implements that allow them to see, you know. The, these they've experienced some pretty high forces they've been worn down quite a bit uh if you have to give attention or you know you next time you bring a service pickup out to the field uh i would give attention to these spots over the others because these are more have a higher probability of breaking um before before other parts um now now extrapolating that out to a little bit of a heavier degree you can get a lot of situational awareness about your entire implement all in itself right so if this, you know, this nervous system, if you will, uh, is communicating all this data back to the cab, right, and making it and communicating it in such a way that it's really easy for uh, the cab driver, the farmer to actually, uh, or the operator to uh, interpret, and he's not overwhelmed by data, he can have all this data in real time to make, um, you know, really critical decisions or really quick decisions, and, and uh, you know, determine if he needs to call service pickup out now, or, or if he, ha if he's can, you know, get away with another fuel tank or another, uh, tank of fuel before he's got to call one out or, or whatever it is. Um, so that, uh, you know, that, that before we get to the point where something really breaks down badly and you're down for a few days, right. Where you have to actually put an engine back together or whatever. Um, that's kind of where, that's kind of where our, our product particularly is hoping to come in, um, and, and, increase productivity and kind of augment, uh, you know, a, a farmer's capability in that regard. Right. And you, you have the kind of the same for crops as well, right? On-demand analysis. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we've, we've been working on some software that's um, actually uh, works through a mobile app so that uh, a farmer can get more information about crops through uh, artificial intelligence, recognizing what's wrong with the plant, right? What's wrong, what's wrong with um, uh, with, with any crop really, but we have a particular focus right now on potatoes and wheat, and I'm trying to identify different diseases um, within those. So this app basically, it functions through the camera, right? And you can take a picture and it'll be able to identify, uh, different symptoms within the crop itself to, uh, to say, Hey, you know, there are signs of late blight here, or there are signs of rust within the grain. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and being able to have that at a handheld is one thing, but being able to kind of communicate that through an, an aerial drone where you get aerial photography or a camera on a irrigation pivot, right? That's constantly getting all this data. Um, you can kind of turn the field and, and all these little instruments into uh, this giant situational awareness hub so that the, you know, the farmer can determine he can better allocate or she can better allocate their resources. So maybe we don't need to add certain fertilizers or chemicals to this field because there aren't 
it's not as vulnerable as this other field for this, you know, this fall or this spring. And maybe it is more vulnerable to these ones. So we should have a crop duster come in and spray for these three different diseases. Um, you know, just going back to the precision ag, you mentioned being able to be more precise about how resources are allocated to try to save a little bit more money um, and ensure that that crops are getting protected in the correct manner is kind of where we're going with uh, this, uh, this computer vision, um, this camera software. Yeah. And in the last decade, ag tech has really exploded in capability and affordability. So I want to know what's amazed you most about being in this field. What's amazed me most is uh, that I, I'm, I'm, I wish there was more investment, particularly um, in, in, in regards to artificial intelligence. There's a lot of focus within like self-driving cars, smart home, assist, smart home assistance, and to see agriculture kind of leading the industry with self-driving in the beginning. And now it's kind of, it doesn't, it seems like there's more focus and investment in other industries. Um, that was, that was kind of shocking to me. I think it's starting to come catch back up because people are utilizing or are realizing how much opportunity there is with agriculture and how much efficiency can be gained with, uh, you know, these computerized solutions. Um, so, uh, I'm, I am glad to see that. Another thing is, uh, how minimal, uh, most farmers are to being able to integrate new technology into into their um, into their workflow into their systems. Uh, once we've kind of we, we we've encountered a couple of people where they were a little reluctant to utilize some of these higher technological solutions uh, just because it's not the way things have been done. But once you elaborate and explain the potential and you know how it, what what it can do and how it can save you money and and where it can actually in, you know uh, catch up these shortfalls and when their current operation they're very amenable to it and uh they're they're very they get you know uh they welcome it and 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 it's it's that was good to see uh because there's we've we've had issues in other industries where um there's a fear of ai replacing people right and replacing yeah. jobs and it doesn't seem that way, at least with our agricultural customers, it doesn't seem that it's been that way so far. It seems that they've seen it as it augmenting their capabilities, increasing their productivity rather than replacing capabilities, which is entirely our mission, right? Is to just augment the efficiency of the farmer um, and, and increase their output and their capability. That's it. And and increase that that profit, right? Which is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so where do you see this going? What crazy things do you think are around the corner? I think th there's going to be a lot more investment in agriculture. Uh, there's, I, I was reading uh, a few days ago, um, well, I think it was a few weeks ago, actually, uh, uh, John Deere acquired uh, a robotics company to actually, yeah, to, that actually retrofits uh, tractors to, I think it was Bear Flag Robotics. They, they, yeah, they re retrofit tractors to drive autonomously. So they retrofit them with sensors, LIDAR, radar, all these different things, computer or uh, cameras, um, so that they can actually navigate autonomously through the field without a cab or without a, a, a driver in the cab. And we've kind of seen um, efforts in that before, but these guys bring it to a whole new level in which it's, it's, it's pretty robust. So to see, to see deer moving in that direction uh, was, is really cool because it shows that they're, you know, they're a significant player in the game, obviously. And if they're willing to commit those resources uh, that just shows where the industry is going. Um, what to, to jump, super far into the future uh for a moment there's a lot of focus in space right and trying to kind of uh get to mars you know the whole spacex mission i think farmers are going to be uh, a very hot commodity once that you know once we actually get there because 
we're going to have to be able to figure out how to grow our own food right on, on Mars. And so agronomists and, and agri-scientists and farmers are going to, you know, those experts in the field are going to be heavily utilized um, to, because they're the ones that know how to get, you know, uh, a high yield out of minimal resources in, in regards to agriculture. And so, you know, hopefully our products and our technology will be able to, uh, you know, benefit in, in that regard. But um, it's uh, it's a very optimistic time, I think, for, for agriculture, because there's a lot of autonomy and a lot of uh, artificial intelligence that's being adopted into these into uh, uh, different aspects of the industry, um, which just is is really exciting because we're going to really see some some really cool things happening. Amazing, and uh, you've actually done some pretty incredible things through the company during the pandemic. Um, can you tell me about that? Yes, absolutely. So. Uh, the pandemic actually posed some significant opportunities for Seeker, uh, in which we were able to use our artificial intelligence software for uh, a variety of medical purposes. So, um, it, the, the, a few, most of the people we talked with in medicine before the pandemic were reluctant to use artificial intelligence because they, again, they had that fear of, of replacing their capabilities, right? And they didn't, you know, we, the, the uh, so or uh, me, the, you know, pop culture is kind of influence the way we see uh, artificial intelligence and that it's terminator right and it's going to just basically have this catastrophic catastrophic outcome but um we were able to actually show that that's not the case right uh we built some we used our our pattern detection our pattern recognition software that identifies different uh, uh patterns within camera footage to actually build a an x-ray app a mobile app um, and it's it's called COVID AI. It's available on the App Store. But what it does is actually you can snap a picture of a chest X-ray um, or import one, and it will identify whether that X-ray has signs that are indicative of COVID nineteen or pneumonia or emphysema mm -hmm. or all these other things. And our goal with that was to actually help physicians kind of triage patients faster and increase their productivity because they were under such high demand with uh, you know COVID nineteen patients, um, and so they could better allocate. Uh, uh, they could better allocate uh, respirators and COVID-19 equipment and all these different things. So uh, we, we ended up actually donating that product just to, for the cause, just to help uh, wow. physicians for the pandemic. Um, and, you know, interestingly enough, we're able to use that same software in agriculture to identify different, you know, patterns and diseases within crops. And uh, it's, it's, it's been really cool to see that, you know, AI used in one industry just be slightly tweaked a little bit to be used in a different industry um, and and have impacts in both. So it's uh, that that was that was pretty eye opening and, and pretty humbling experience. And we yeah. actually that yeah. that medical software we actually put through a clinical trial too, which um, AI going through a clinical trial is, is is a pretty big deal. So that was that was fun. I guess congratulations. That's amazing. And Thank what you. about the other industries that you work in, you know, healthcare, like you just said, you're in defense and sports and conservation. So what does Seeker do for those? Sure. So um, in defense, primarily we work uh, in target recognition, right? So being able to identify different targets of interest within uh, drone footage or, um, you know, camera footage of, of uh, whether it's uh, um, like a rifle scope. We actually, Seeker actually started in animal conservation. Um, we, 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 we built our artificial intelligence software to work on smart rifle scopes so that it's actually detecting patterns within the rifle scope to say, okay, hey, this is an endangered species. Don't, don't, you know, don't take action. Don't fire. Um, you know, you, you are allowed to shoot this. You have a tag, whatever. But uh, that's where we actually, that was our debut with our, our whole artificial intelligence platform. 
So we're able to transition that pretty easily into defense um, and, and build some, we, we call it uh, ATR, our automatic target recognition. Um, and what's particularly interesting about the software in that regard is that it's able to kind of see through uh, detect patterns in smoke and detect patterns in dusty environments, fog, uh, smudged camera lens, uh, rain, all these types of things, which is typically hard for artificial intelligence to do. Um, and again, another parallel in which it becomes advantageous for ag, right? Because ag is technically a pretty dusty environment and to use cameras and in, in, in agriculture, you've got to be accustomed to being able to see through the dust and the rain and the fog and all of that. Um, so defense, uh, defense is another industry in which we've, we, we've uh, had good success in. Um, outdoor sports, uh, if anyone's ever snowmobiled or gone on gone backcountry skiing, sometimes they take a, a transceiver, like a radio transceiver with them or FM transceiver. And it's basically a device that um, allows you to kind of uh, broadcast a signal if you're in an avalanche hmm. um, so that you can be easy, easily found. Uh, we were able to kind of replace that with uh, an app we built into the mobile phone um, that was able to get actually better range and, uh, you know, better capability, not, it doesn't drain your battery. So you can use it. I mean, I think we were able to prove uh, 16 hours of battery life, um, or, or more with, with our application. Um, but it basically just kind of, everyone's got their phone on them usually. Right. And even if you don't have a cell signal, you will, we'll still be able to locate you within an avalanche. Wow. And so being able to provide, you know, uh, increased capability for, for, uh, folks like that, um, within snow sports and, you know, hopefully save more lives. Uh, is another application of, of our AI that we were able to put to good use. Amazing. And so going back to agriculture again, what's the pro the process that you go through with your ag clients? Do you supply a turnkey system for them? Uh, yeah. So we originally started out by like kind of really focused contract work, um, kind of focusing on a few partners and see what exactly they wanted and what they needed. Uh, and that's kind of developed into this, uh, this broader product in which they can actually purchase or they can subscribe to, it's called an API application programming interface. Um, it's, uh, it's basically a product they can download and it will recognize different patterns. They don't have to tweak it. They don't have to, they just basically select, I want you to analyze our crops for, you know, these pests, late blight, rust, all these different things. And, um, you know, we'll be able to detect those through either, you know, uh, different mediums, whether it's drone footage or our smartphone camera, whatever it is. Um, so, uh, that, that ends up scaling pretty well and is more of a turnkey solution. Uh, but we do have a, a pretty significant research effort in which we're trying to expand our artificial intelligence capabilities to, uh, other aspects of agriculture where, uh, you know, there, there still needs to be a little bit of testing done. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we still focus with our partners to try to bring about these new capabilities. Um, one of them is actually, uh, using microphones to kind of, um, always monitor engine noise in, in whether it's on a tractor or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a conveyor belt or whatever it is. Right. But just to, to, to try to try to, to detect anomalies within, uh, engine patterns and engine noises so that you can kind of, again, provide that level of predictive maintenance. And, um, it's pretty interesting, right? You can kind of indicate whether or not, uh, you know, um, uh, bearings come loose or, or there's something wrong with a certain piston or whatever. Uh, so we have, we have more focused efforts that are, are not quite scaling yet, uh, but to try to get to a scaling point within the company as well. Yeah. That would be very useful. That's so cool. Absolutely. And so where can people find you if they want to learn more? 
Sure. So um, you can go to our website, secrettech.com. Um, we have, you can uh, feel free to, to uh, we, we do free consultations. So we'd be happy to just listen to your idea or listen to your approach, um, you know, to an idea that you want to try to solve with AI. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, we can be a part of that. Um, and you can email me directly, Cordell at Secret Tech, uh, or uh, I'm on LinkedIn um, and uh, drop me a line on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I, I usually post a lot of our tech and what we're doing and what we're developing. Uh, so there's uh, demos and videos and stuff on LinkedIn of, of, of what Seeker's doing today on there. Nice. Nice. So I have one last question for you. So what, what fires you up? What were you put on this earth to accomplish? At the end of the day, um, I, I'm, I focus on legacy, being able to kind of leave a legacy behind and particularly with uh, artificial intelligence. Um, if I can, if I can leave this earth and say that, you know, artificial intelligence move forward uh, would not quite have been to the degree it's at now, or the progress of AI would not quite have been to the degree that it's at now without me. Uh, you know, even if it's a very, very incremental progress, then uh, I'll be happy. If I can be a contributor in the field that helps, you know, bring bring out these cutting edge capabilities to people to improve their lives and, and move the needle of AI forward, then um, that's, uh, that's a successful life for me. Well, you've already... At you're in your mid twenties, right? Uh, yep. yep. Yeah, and you've already changed the world just in what you've done so far. So I think you're on a good path. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope uh, I hope we're just getting started, and I, I hope that there's a lot more uh, a lot more to come in the future. Yeah, the benefit well, people. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And there's there's so much to look forward to in ag tech. I just find this like one of my favorite subjects when I'm when I'm doing this. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on the show and for your time. And uh, um, yeah, I look forward to more discussions, hopefully in the future. Thank you yeah. to your listeners. Yes. And thanks to all who are watching or listening. If you want more information, the links are provided in the show notes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to North American Egg Spotlight uh, YouTube channel. And the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode, where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Egg Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach, and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m., to register for this webinar, go to NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline hyphen webinar. That's NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline 
hyphen webinar to register now.